This is the Reading Instruction Show, as always. I'm your host, Dr. Andy Johnson. Today, we are talking about methods, strategies, and direct instruction on in reading. Now, the term method, strategy, and direct instruction need a little bit of clarification. A strategy is not a method. A method in education usually refers to a defined process or a specific set of techniques that are used exclusively in a prescribed fashion for instruction in a particular subject area. For example, reading methods, math methods, or social studies methods. Now, in contrast, a pedagogical strategy is a specific teaching technique that's used selectively in a variety of subject areas for a specific purpose. Direct instruction is one such pedagogical strategy. It should not be considered a method. There are instances when direct instruction is the most effective strategy to use. There are other instances when it is the least efficient and effective strategy to use. And like any pedagogical strategy, its effectiveness is dependent on how it is used and for what purpose. Using direct instruction as a method of teaching reading is an example of educational malpractice. Here, it is the only strategy or the main strategy used to teach reading. And sadly, this is what often occurs with struggling readers and writers. They're given a steady diet, force-fed a steady diet of low-level skills instruction with little or no chance to develop the high-level thinking skills associated with reading and writing. And those who need reading practice the most, our struggling readers, are given the least amount of time to engage in free, voluntary reading practice. This means that students who do little reading are exposed to significantly fewer words and have fewer opportunities to practice and develop meaning-making skills for reading. Now, direct instruction is effective for learning low-level facts and skills, but it is not very effective for higher-level learning. Direct instruction comes in a variety of forms with titles such as programmed instruction or criterion reference instruction, conditions of learning, mastery of learning, mastery teaching. You get the idea, okay? All of these can be useful tools in certain instances for specific purposes like mastery of low-level reading skills. However, all of these have limitations and should never be or become a method of instruction for anything. Direct instruction can be used to teach specific skills, but the goal of any type of instruction or reading intervention should not be for students to master a set of reading subskills. Rather, it is to develop their ability to create meaning with print. Now, direct instruction. In reading, some form of direct instruction should be used to teach things such as letter sound associations, letter patterns, word identification skills, comprehension skills, 
and study skills strategies. Direct instruction should be a small part of any reading class or reading intervention. Now, the specific form that direct instruction takes and the amount necessary varies. However, it usually includes variation of five elements, and I'm going to describe them here. The first one is a clearly defined purpose. Direct instruction or learning experiences using direct instruction are designed to teach a specific skill, procedure, or concepts. It is purposeful as opposed to experiential. That's why I ask my students to have a purpose statement. The purpose of this direct instruction skills uh, lesson is to develop the ability to recognize short A words or something like that. What is the purpose of this lesson? Two, explicit input with demonstration or modeling. The input is specific information that students need to know. When teaching a skill or procedure, this would include a description of the skill or procedure, how to use it, the specific steps, and then examples or, uh, of, or teacher modeling. Effective input for direct instruction lessons is well-organized with a logical structure to enhance students' assimilation and, a coded, and, and encoding of that information. If you are teaching a specific skill, the input is not of great duration here. We don't learn things by listening to them. We need a little listening, a little, and then a lot of doing. So teaching is this, teach a little bit, do a little bit. You do need explicit instruction. You do need telling or lecturing, but small bits. The third part, probably the most important part of teaching and learning any skill is guided practice. This enables students to practice the skill under the guidance of the teacher. The goal here is for them to use or apply the new skill as the teacher then monitors to assess learning. This is called formative assessment. In using guided practice, the teacher provides a scaffold with a gradual release of responsibility that enables all students to be successful. Small group activities can be effective here because they enable the teacher to see many students simultaneously and to hear the thought processes as they discuss ideas with other students. The fourth part of direct instruction is independent practice. This is the application of what students already know or can do. It's learning practice to reinforce the skill taught and already learned. This is not the place to challenge students. Rather, this is the place for them to apply and practice what they have already learned. Thus, students should be able to complete independent practice with 95 to 100% success ratio. This is sometimes called homework. That's what homework is. It's independent practice of what students have already learned. And the fifth part of direct instruction is opportunities for review and practice. Learning occurs over time. 
you cannot expect to teach any skill once and achieve student mastery. Just doesn't happen. That's not how human brains learn. You must revisit, review, and reinforce skills many times in different ways at successfully higher levels over time for real learning to occur. Now, this is especially true with severely struggling readers who often have difficulty recognizing letter patterns. As skills are revisited in a variety of contexts and setting, learning comes, uh, becomes complete and over time. So, the how and how much of direct instruction. Almost all teachers, researchers, scholars believe that direct and explicit instruction is one important, important part of reading instruction and intervention. It is not the what of direct instruction. It is the how and the how much of direct instruction in which there are differing views. In this regard, three suggestions are made here for enhancing the effectiveness of direct instruction. Number one, use the least amount necessary. The goal for any reading intervention is not for students to master a particular set of reading skills. Rather, it is to enhance their ability to create meaning with print. So how much direct instruction should be used in a reading intervention, you asked? The least amount necessary. Tip number two. The initial instruction must be whole to part. Complex learning of any kind occurs best when it's whole to part. We learn skills best if we're able to get a sense of the whole first, and then we are taught the individual skills. In literacy instruction, this means that students should be immersed in authentic reading and writing experiences first, then taught the skills necessary to decode identified words, comprehend or write within that context. This enables learners to see the big picture as a context for the sub-skills related to reading and writing. So this means that any type of word work should occur to the greatest extent possible within the context of authentic texts or sentences. And the last tip, instruction should be briskly paced. Outside of this briskly paced instruction, learning is reduced significantly. This means small bits. So when I am tutoring, I give a small bit, two to five minutes, we pause, another small bit, two to five minutes. This does not mean that the entire instructional period is short, but we have short bits of briskly paced instruction with time to pause and process. The brain learns best when instruction is provided in small bits with that pause and process times for students to assimilate and do something with the input. All right, this has been another episode of the Reading Instruction Show. We have looked at methods, strategies, and direct instruction for uh, reading and reading interventions.